0: So I was in a Web three webinar one day, and somebody said, "Don't ever piss off your mod." And I made a joke in the chat about doing a freemint called Angry Mods and turning that into a hiring platform for moderators. And my DMs like blew up. People were like, "You need to build this. You need to do this. What can I do to help?" Oh. It's hard to believe that Anne Marie, or AMA as she's known in Web3, is one person because she's seemingly everywhere, in every community. It's no surprise because she's in 80 or so communities. You'll see her in the chat, on Twitter spaces, always contributing and offering her expertise and support. And because of this and her experience hiring community moderators, she's seen firsthand the challenges faced by moderators to have clearly defined roles and responsibilities, as well as fair and transparent compensation. Hear how she hopes to change that with Angry Mods. When I was younger, I knew I wanted to be a creative, but I was such a horrible, like, introvert. You know, when I was at family gatherings, I was, like, sitting off in a corner with my sketchbook. It's just how my brain worked. I needed to be creating. I I needed to be expressing myself in my own way. I never really saw myself as, oh, you know, I'm going to mentor young professionals or I'm going to start a business. I would have been perfectly happy like with my paintbrushes and my canvases and kind of living out in the woods and, and being a painter. That speaks to like my my inner soul, right? I had some teachers, you know, when I was growing up that encouraged me to follow my artistic passions. But, you know, my, my mom wanted me to be a bookkeeper. <laughs> you know, she thought I'd get further if, if I was an accountant. And it, it just came from a place of, you know her wanting me to have stable income and you know it was like she's a very safe person you know she was somebody that kind of kept me in my shell a little bit so until I I was surrounded by people that were more like me like when I went to art school in New York like that was like boom you know like oh my god I went from you know a suburb on Long Island to being in New York City with with lots of other types of artists, and musicians and you know, sculptors dragging me to like different shows and you know, like they just pulled me out of my shell a lot. And even though I was still like very shy and and introverted, the people that I that I ended up meeting that that like pulled me out of my shell a little bit were certainly like very influential um, to me. To be able to be at like some of these amazing places that don't exist anymore and you know to be participating in in things like art and music um it's just unforgettable i wish i had had a a period of kind of adjustment but you know literally i went from you know graduating like straight into a full-time job uh and it wasn't the right full-time job but it was a full-time job and you know i had a paycheck like as soon as i was out of college like the first week I was growing up, I knew what I wanted to do. And I had like a very like, you know, straight and narrow path. So in the beginning, it was, I want to be a creative director, I want to be in advertising, you know, so like, I spent many years just climbing the corporate ladder in the New York City sort of advertising space. And for a really long time, like I I was perfectly happy doing that. I I loved working in advertising and getting to work on big brands. I loved being a creative director. I had an opportunity to go work with Gary Vaynerchuk at VaynerMedia and he pulled me out of my comfort zone and pulled me out of being a creative director and put me more into um, product and content. And I was like, you know, not in the creative department at all, which was really, really scary and intimidating. And that, that changed me on a lot of different levels because it took me out of like what I knew and put me into this whole new kind of dynamic. And ultimately, Gary convinced me to leave advertising and go start a startup and and be a founder, which was terrifying uh, to me because I, you know, I had never started a business before. I had been like doing the, you know, the corporate thing for like 20 years. So um, that opened up a whole new world of possibilities working with small businesses and other founders and entrepreneurs. And I loved it. Like I loved working with other founders and, you know, seeing what they were building and, you know, brainstorming together. I love to surround myself with really smart people who are going to inspire me. My, my first project was called Will It. Um, the website is still live. It's at will-it.com. Um, and it is a legacy planning tool that is all about your stuff and i built it after my grandparents passed away and my my families on both sides fell apart fighting over silly little things so i built this app where you could actually like build out your portfolio of things that are important to you and why they're important to you and tell you, you know, leave the story, you know, if it was like a ring or a bracelet or a watch or some silly little drawing on a napkin, it could be anything. It didn't need to be something significant. You could invite your friends and family in to request the things they want and approve or deny and like get a little like competition going. This way people don't argue over it. After you're gone, I had to basically take my prototype to conferences where there were lawyers and estate planners and just walk around and show it to them and and get feedback from them. But that's how I got, that's how I found my product market fit early on and realized it wasn't a consumer product. It was a SaaS, uh, it was a SaaS model. And I still really believe in it. And, you know, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where I was put on, on the planet to ultimately do it. But I know, I know that I can't go back to it until I I have the backing. So like in the end, the hardest part of running the business is raising capital, figuring out where your burns going to come from, are you investing your own money in it or are you raising funds? It's really really hard and nobody tells you when you're when you're going after your your passion and and your dreams, you have to protect yourself financially. I, I I put way too much of my own money like I you know I spent I spent many years in advertising like building up you know 401k's and uh you know when you start working on something that you really believe in you start dipping into those cuz you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing you know and that's not always the best thing for you to do because if something doesn't happen you don't have that safety net and once you start investing in yourself as a founder and you know your successes They feel like failures a lot of time, you know, like I look back on all the money that I spent on building it and I feel responsible, like, oh, you know, I wasn't able to take my my project as far as I wanted to. It was because I didn't have the funding to be able to take it as far as I wanted to. I would recommend anybody that's starting a business, like make sure you have a really good business mentor to kind of help you along the way. It was something that you know Gary couldn't mentor me you know as much as I needed to be mentored like he you know he had some of his own things going on, so he was helpful and gave me some guidance and encouragement, but not having a a business mentor back then was probably something that in retrospect, I wish I had had. When you think about like your C-suite, you know, as a founding team, you need to have a CEO, a CMO, a CFO, a CTO. And I was kind of acting as like all of those different things. I had advisors on my team I had a CFO helping me. I had a CTO that I had hired, but they weren't founding members, you know? And when you're out there trying to build something, it's like trying to find, you know, your soulmate. Like you have to find someone who really sees eye to eye on what you're building. And that I think is one of the hardest parts. I know I would have gotten so much further if I had had a really strong like CEO partner to help me build it. So like if I were to, you know, meet like the perfect partner to bring it back and and get it still going, I st- I still have my S corp and believe in it. Um, and even now, like I see it as an amazing um, blockchain tool. Like I built it in Web two, but now I see all the potential in putting it on the blockchain. I'm super excited about it still, and hope that I can come back to it someday. Angry mods kind of came out of like experiences that I was having as a marketer in the web3 space one of one of my larger like web3 clients that i had you know i needed to kind of onboard their entire community management team so you know helping them understand the difference between a moderator, a collab manager, a community manager. They hear the word moderator and they they would think, "Oh, you know, they're going to they're going to manage all my social media and they're going to manage the Discord and they're going to manage the partnerships and just expecting ridiculous things of like that one person and them not really understanding like you have to have multiple mods across multiple time zones. Um, you have to give them guidance. You can't just turn it on and expect them to go. There was a lot that was, that was lacking, but the, the most disturbing for me, and th- it was the light bulb moment for me, was in a single day of interviewing moderators, I would have one person, the same role, one person in Nigeria that wanted $100 a week and a person in New York that wanted 100 dollars an hour for the same exact job and I was like wow there there's like there's a discrepancy here and there are problems with you know helping to understand like what is the scope of the work and what's the roles and responsibilities like that doesn't exist in the web3 space it's it's just not um it's it hasn't matured yet like the hiring space in web3 is still very, like, wild, wild west. Like, you know, there, there are no rules yet. So you have people that aren't getting paid. You have people that are working for free because, you know, they need the experience. There's a lot of challenges there. So... I was in a Web3 webinar one day and somebody said, don't ever piss off your mod. And I made a joke in the chat about doing a free mint called Angry Mods and turning that into a hiring platform for moderators. And my DMs like blew up. People were like, you need to build this. You need to do this. What can I do to help? And after a few months of people still messaging me about it, all from this one little like kind of crack that I made um, in chat, you know, like... It would just make sense for me to build out a Web3 agency uh, of sorts. But of course, you know, like all that PTSD kind of kicks back in from, yeah, I don't want to run an agency, but it all comes together and that's that's what I do. So with Angry Mods, I see an opportunity to help the people that are in the space define it better. So like what I do with my Angry Mod community right now is the number one thing is hiring transparency and pay transparency. So for them to come into my Discord, they have to give me their hiring data. So like, what are they charging? Who are they working for? So that I have greater visibility into problem areas. Okay, somebody's working for free. Somebody's working for a dollar an hour. Somebody is drastically undercharging for their services. So like, I did um, a hiring survey that I released back in January to the community so that they could see what the average pay is across different regions. And since we've, we've basically quadrupled in size since that first survey came out, so I still have all the data kind of coming in. We're at about, I think 120-ish uh, moderators that are in the server now. So now I need to go back and like update that survey with newer numbers. But that first survey was like illuminating, like really, you know, people seeing like, oh, uh, wow, in Nigeria, having a certain number of mods in the community that when you average out their hourly rates, they were making a dollar an hour. How does anybody survive on a dollar an hour? Even in Nigeria, like that's 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 not feasible. I'm constantly in the chat like, helping people up their pay, make sure they're getting paid fairly, help them understand like when it's, it's appropriate to do something for free uh, and making sure, like if you are going to do something for free, make sure you get something out of it, get a referral out of it, you know, get, get them to uh, post on Twitter and say, you know, how great you are and how much help you've been. Like they don't even do those things for themselves. So I see a lot of opportunity in the Web3 hiring space to use tools that we know of from Web2, you know, and that could be how to structure an agreement or a contract or how to sell yourself into a project, how to make sure that the compensation that you're getting is fair or equivalent, even if it's in a little bit of a different format than it was in Web2. These are all things that as both a hiring manager um, and a mentor in Web2, too, and a consultant and an entrepreneur, like my visibility across all of those different universes helps me be effective in the Web3 space. It was a hard decision to make, but I'm part of the uh, BFF community. And there was one day where Michelle Reeves from Avion was doing some Q&A and and i asked her about i have this ptsd from my first round as a as an entrepreneur and i'm scared about like starting this this new venture and you know she asked me what it was and i you know told her the angry mods idea and sort of how it had come about and she responded to the idea really well and gave me some advice about rather than go straight in and like putting myself in a position where i'm incurring a lot of costs to start slow and build the community first and show value to the community and find smaller ways to get income coming in for it. The income might come from like merch that we put out, you know, the founders grant that we had gotten um, initially from Token Tag was amazing. And, you know, if we can continue to get grants and then the NFT collection, hopefully like the way that I'm thinking about the NFT collection is having our community mods have a free mint. So like that's their access pass to the community. And then anyone who is not a mod would have to pay for it. So that that helps build our community wallet. And then ultimately building out a way for me to match mods to clients. I mean, obviously that's like down the road and, and you know, the hiring partners may come in there, but you know, if I'm able to monetize being able to connect Companies and talents that we have available on our team—that's one way that I could start to monetize. So I think I think the the lesson I've learned is don't invest too far ahead of the curve and be more in the moment. Um, but the BFF community was really helpful in getting me past that initial fears that I had and being able to kind of push past that. And, you know, I just need to be real about the amount of time and energy that I put into it. And as long as I'm bringing value to the community and they reach out to me with questions, I get a lot of direct messages from people that are dealing with situations that are either uncomfortable or, you know, they're just not sure how to go about something, or they just want somebody to have another eye on something. I love it when I get messages like that, because it it means that, you know, I'm establishing trust with them. And that means a lot to me having the experience where i worked for like some of the biggest brands in the world coca cola or samsung you get excited about working on projects but it's fleeting you know like you you build a project it launches it has a certain amount of shelf life and then it goes away um i found that when it when i shifted to working with other founders i felt like i was making more of a difference you know like i'm helping someone just like me to to succeed, you know. Um it's just more rewarding and I I think that that's something that um drives me in the web3 space. Like I'm here to contribute and I'm here to to help other people that are kind of on the a similar journey to me and I can bring those experiences that I have especially um as a hiring manager and you know the project that I'm starting in the web3 space is is a little bit more focused on like web three hiring and helping professionals in the web three space. I feel like I'm making a difference. I can bring the experiences that I had from like my professional life into what I'm doing now and help other founders be successful. And when they're about to make the the same mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur, I can say, no, don't, don't spend that $10,000 on a prototype if you don't need it. Yeah, I love I love helping people. So you know I feel good when something that you know I'll recommend to uh, a founder of of a client that I'm working with, and you know if they've got a problem that they're trying to solve, and sometimes they just see things through their own lens, and if I can get them to see things a little bit differently, and they can you know pivot a little bit and try different things to see what resonates with with their audiences it feels good when, you know, when something works and, and when, you know, communities start responding to it. So if I can, if I can save a founder from making a mistake or, you know, doing something that's not going to resonate with their audience or is going to cost them money, like I'm, I'm happy to just help them move in the right direction. Um, and mentoring has always been something i've i've enjoyed like i i don't want to go back to a 9 to 5 where i'm in an office i i think what i miss about the corporate life is that there's more support for you you know like you don't have to worry about your health care or your, or your taxes and being an entrepreneur is it, you know it brings a whole other host of of things you have to solve for yourself as an independent so while I'd love to be able to have some of the stability of a paycheck um, and not have to deal with the the structure that comes along with being a freelancer or running your own company, um, I can't see myself going going back to the nine to five because web three is a constant learning experience. I have like the wish list. I love helping people. Um, I love marketing, but at the same time, if I had funding, I would focus on going back to my startup or building out my Angry Mods project in Web3. Um, because those are like, those are two things where I feel like I could really make an impact on the space, but it, it, it takes funding to be able to do that. Um, and I don't think the average person like me has access to funding. Like my funding was a friend and family round. Like I raised $50,000 from people that I worked with, you know, earlier in my career, and they invested into my startup. And I feel like this ins- this insane amount of, like, guilt that, like, I didn't get my Series A funding and, like, sell my company because they invested in me and they believed in me. And I want to make sure that when I come back to it, I'm, I'm going to, like, go all in and, like, really make it happen. But I didn't know back then how much capital it was going to take to do those things. So when I'm looking at Angry Mods, I, I have a little bit of that PTSD, right? I'm nervous about being an entrepreneur again and putting myself in a position where I'm bootstrapping. Um I think I think if it were the right venture partner, um maybe because then I could bring on co-founders to to work with me. But my ideal situation would be to find a founding partner. So like, if I went back to Will It, you know, it would be great to like partner with someone who has a large wealth management company that wants to roll it out to all of their wealth managers to use for their clients, you know? So if I were to find like my my, my founding partner to go back to it and they were able to bring funding with them to invest in the project, I think that would make me more comfortable in like having a part like I almost would rather just see it happen and see it be built than actually get paid for it. Like I would just feel really good if my product were a success. If I can successfully bring it to market and see that it helps people, like that that would make me that would make me super happy. It really is hard to find those those people. Um I mean, I I think the more you open yourself up to it, the more opportunity you'll have, though. Like, it was really hard when I was starting my startup to, like, be looking on, you know, AngelList to, like, try to find a co-founder. Like, it's just not going to happen that way. Whereas in Web3, when you're participating in all of these events, like, you're on Zoom and you're talking with different people and you're getting to know different people, you're giving yourself more likelihood to actually like come across somebody who's really going to make a difference for you. I'm going slow and Angry Mods is like just a community right now where, you know, I'm supporting the community that's in there with my my own knowledge, expertise, bringing them different tools to help them in their own web3 journey and I'm partnering with other web three hiring platforms. So I don't have to build the tuck myself. So, you know, the NFT art will probably uh, mostly be me. Um, all of the support that that the team is getting. For right now, I'm, I'm a, I'm a one woman show. So I don't see myself shutting Angry Mods down. You know, if anything, if I'm not able to bring to it all the things that I want to bring to it, like I'm limited by finances. So they're getting my time and my energy until I can bring finances to the table, right? So, you know, if it just becomes a community of of people that are helping one another, that's not a terrible thing in my mind. I mean, that's what it is right now. Um and they're all there and, and helping each other. So there's already value even if I don't have, you know, the the financial means to like invest more into it. Like you have to be in a position where you know the things that you're doing are fulfilling for you and, and they feel good for you there's value in just the community itself existing if i can pay my bills and i can still make time to do the things that i love i mean the ideal situation is when i'm working for a client that i love and and you know luckily the the clients that i have in my ecosystem right now are like awesome clients who you know i enjoy working with and i enjoy the work that i do for them and it helps me grow at the same time. Like if I'm not growing and learning, then I'm I'm not being fulfilled. I hope you enjoyed hearing Amy's story. To learn more about Angry Mods, follow on Twitter at AngryModsMST.